0: This is Shayna
1: and Chris and we are bad queers. If you came out of the closet and got put in a box of stereotypes you don't belong to, then welcome to the Bad Queers Club. All right. This week in Queer Urban Dictionary, I have clock it, clocking it, clocking tea, multiple uses, multiple meanings. So um, I have two meanings here. The first one is uh, a particular use of clock pertaining to the trans community carries the connotation of detection. Uh, referring to the action of recognizing another person as transgender. This action is regarded as hurtful within the community. The second use of it, uh, which I see a lot more now is like clock it, clocking T clocking it, um, which is to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth without embellishments, without edits and without an apology. So, yeah,
0: the second clocking, it sounds like what, the future of Gen Z being in the courtroom is going to look like? It is. It is. That's what I feel like it's gonna yeah, happen. They're gonna so. have
1: video to pull out where it's like, you did not admit that into evidence, but they're just gonna be like, what about this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the video and be like, this is this I'd truth. like to go to exhibit uh C.
0: C.3 yeah. uh that shows the TikTok video of you responding to this under yeah. a
1: pseudo Look, last thing. night that's why it's not going to be in evidence cuz it's going <laughs> right. to be like oh so i screen recorded this from your TikTok last night it was live so uh-huh. the judge is just going to be a tired Gen X or millennial that's like you have to admit it into evidence so like, you can't just <laughs> just be like you know sway the care. jury that way and they they're do not, not care, care. yeah yeah mistrial but yeah
0: What you got? So funny. All right. My queer urban dictionary comes from my wire. Once again, I never heard this phrase. I've heard like the action of it, but not this phrase. So my queer urban dictionary word of the week is trail mix. Trail mix, not the snack that the lesbians would take in their Subaru out to camping, but a mixture of assorted powdered drugs. This could include meth, coke, crushed ecstasy tablets and K. If it's been prepared by a circuit boy, which you would Refer to for the gay community. If you're going to circuit parties, you're a circuit boy. Um, It probably contains Viagra as well. So it's preferred by some because you get a little bit of the effect of all of the above at the same time without too much of any one substance. It's like a... Basically, my sentence... I did have a different sentence, but now I'm going to say my sentence is is that uh, trail mix is like a sample size drug testing.
1: Mm. (laughs) Hmm.
0: You just want to try a little
1: Try mix. How about that?
0: All right. Let's it. go ahead into our category is we got some fun things. But the first one we're going to talk about is uh, the Grammys. Let's talk about the Grammys and all the things the that Grammys. happened at the award <sighs> show. Um, it was interesting because one of first of all, yes. And a lot. It was one of those where everybody jumped on the quick bit of diversity that they had at the Mm. show and who won so they were all super excited a lot of pages that mainly show like white entertainment people and stuff like that were super excited to say black women won so much so much that (laughs) night so many things look at them look at SZA look at Victoria Monet look at look at uh Tracy Chapman performing look at Coco Jones like they were so excited to be like black women won the night and I was like okay Mm. Taylor, Taylor,
1: their little categories. Taylor so still got <laughs> for album Their little so. categories. What? Yeah, I don't, I
0: don't really know. Um, yeah. But it was cool to hear that, like all of the main, all of the main categories, the like these are like the the everybody can get one categories were all won by women. So I think that yeah. was a cool stat. It was to a be able to say
1: victory for women. For women. <laughs> Women. White women. <laughs> Emphasis on the W in women. D- women. Double W. For white women, because let's get to white it. White women. Let's okay. get to it. Let's just get to it. Let's, um, let's get into it. You know, it's no secret that uh, we're not Taylor Swift people. We mm-hmm. recognize her talent and mm. incredible talent and, mm-hmm. you know, accolades and, mm-hmm. you know, her fan base is there they support all over tv um i don't blame her for any of the nfl stuff now with the the shots to her because they actually there was an article that came out that said she is actually on screen for like a total of like 29 seconds and how much longer other things are that's non-football so Mm -hmm. not her fault for that i know she's a little overexposed now and probably has been since to be honest, Kanye jumping on stage and Honestly. ruining it, it for all of us. Like it really is. <laughs> what a trickle effect. Yeah. I don't, I'm not mad at her for winning album of the year because she doesn't choose it. I just think that it's, it's it to what Jay-Z said and we'll get into it. It's just like, how has she won four mm-hmm. album of the years? Like, which is the biggest award. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about SZA's win, SZA won three times. These are the categories SZA one in um, for uh, urban contemporary album urban contemporary album that's you. one you. Uh, R&B song for snooze and then uh, pop duo group performance uh, ghost in the machine which I don't you know I don't even know but that is um, but SZA and Billboard came out and said that actually today or yesterday but dominated everything everything crossover dominated. It's just like the arguments they give against like somebody like Beyonce or another black artist is sometimes they say it doesn't cross over. Can't say that with SZA. Like statistically was the biggest act, had the most acclaimed album and still didn't get any of the big awards. Like it's nice to win in yeah. the categories. It's nice to win it period because all of them, that are in the category for the most part deserve to be nominated, but to always win just your little—you better stay in your little category. <laughs> like mm-hmm. never album of the year, never you know record of the year. It's been since 1998 that a black woman woman has won uh, album of the year, which was Lauryn Hill, the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Mm-hmm. Last Black Man or Men were Outcast, um, and that was like what 2003 or 2004 for Speaker Box and Love Below. So. Nobody Black's music has been impactful (laughs) since that time. Like, not Album of the Year. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what anything says. And the thing with it this year that I got caught up in was like, I felt like SZA, like, again, like, crossed over enough for it to be like, how could you not? Like, SOS was everywhere. And it was a masterpiece. And she's been in the business. And she's, you know. Nope. Taylor Swift again. Again. And she is now the most awarded artist for album of the year
0: yeah in total only 11 black people have been awarded album of the year and mind you the only person the person that like one of the people that uh taylor just beat is stevie wonder like yeah think about that was stevie wonder can we also talk about the fact that like Michael Jackson only won one album of the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Michael like, Jackson. <laughs> put that into the, in the comparison. Whitney Houston only won one album of the year. These iconic voices of mm-hmm. our time. Yeah. Only one. She's won four. Four times. won four. When Stevie Wonder. Four to Compare it to Stevie Wonder to say that he's won three times. And for her to be in that realm with Stevie Wonder. And that's the other thing that I want to talk about with the voting, because the voting is supposed to be based on facts, based on numbers, based on acclaim, And mm-hmm. you start to get more of these interviews and one line sentences from folks that say why they didn't mm-hmm. vote for certain artists. And it's all just opinion based. Oh, we didn't vote for Beyonce because we feel like she's been awarded too much. We didn't put Beyonce in for this reason because she's overrated. We didn't put X artist in because of X reason. And that takes away from your job as a person who has the privilege to be able to vote in these awards. Yeah, You're using it as a power play and a privilege move to be able to hold this accountable and that's jay-z's point where he's like yep. how do you have this person being the most awarded artist ever
1: but no album of the year award even by your own metrics that was the line like, that doesn't make any sense that was yeah live. a couple lines there a couple lines and even to start it off with like before you got to beyonce um you know talking about the the boycotts uh the past boycotts of, you know, um since rap wasn't televised in 1989 and will smith leading that and then him boycotting in uh 98 99 because dmx who had two number one albums and i i mean this is when 10 years old like i remember vividly like these dmx albums and what they did to culture and how they were everywhere you had white people still singing y'all gonna make me turn that on and white people love that like it crossed over you Mm -hmm. had two albums that crossed over wasn't nominated at all. So sticking up for rap where it's still not televised, like they still didn't, didn't televise any of the rap categories. So that's before the, you know, before the the actual show that you find these things out, even though it's one of the most influential genres of music, it doesn't even make the live show, like not even one category, but to have one person win four album of the years it's nuts. It looks nuts. It and it just goes back to like, I know we're on the fence of like, do we care about the Grammys? Do we not care? We wouldn't care. We we do care, right? We mm-hmm. care about it because that's the top, that's still the top music award you could get. And you do want to win the best of the best. Like these artists do want to win that. Now, does the Grammy Grammy matter? No. Like it doesn't matter. Um to some people's careers, but it doesn't matter to like Beyonce's legacy that she never won album of the year to many of people, but it's still the principle of it all. Like that doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't make any sense why it's so hard for a black artist to get record of the year or to get song of the year, to get album of the year. Like these things are so hard to get. I did like that. They spread it out a little bit because like Miley won for flowers for record of the year. It's great track. And she had a great performance, mm-hmm. and these were her first Grammys, which is kind of crazy too. Like I was like, yeah, of all the time that she's been around, some, listen, she's talent and impact. Mm-hmm. Um, even if she was dabbling in cosplaying in you know rap and R and B or whatever, but she still has like you know Party in the USA and Wrecking Ball and things you would have thought she had a Grammy for. And then Billie Eilish won for uh, Best Song. What was I made for mm-hmm. Barbie soundtrack? Mm-hmm. Which was a she had a great performance too. So they did spread it around a little bit, but that Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> you knew, and you knew it. Like, you knew it. Like, you, like, I, I don't know if you, when they were about to announce it, I was like, it's going to be Taylor Swift. Yeah. Like, it's, they don't, I don't even think they care. They see how they, the, you know, everybody else, like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Dua Lipa. Oh, okay. Says, okay, Olivia Rodrigo. Nah. Like, it's just like Taylor Swift. Like, Again, I do believe ever since the Kanye incident, which was crazy for people to bring up. Oh, well, Kanye said it years before Kanye interrupted Taylor Swift's speech to and was fully drunk because he was drinking Henny on the red carpet. Mm -hmm. remember that vividly that award show (laughs) took a drunken moment. You know, it was an asshole moment. Now, was he right? Yes. But you don't do that to somebody's moment. Jay was saying it while he was getting a global award and he's taking out time to defend Not only his wife, but one of the best artists in the last 25 years and ever. Mm -hmm. And in front of his daughter, too, just to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With this little award, but fuck all that. And and, in between Jay and Beyonce, they have like what, like 60 Grammys. But what better time to stand up and say something when you're getting an award from the Grammys? They probably won't come back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They probably won't even be back. But like using his time Even though he's nervous, even though he's on a Grammy board, but to like, yeah, use that time to be like, y'all still got a long way to go. And y'all been playing in my wife's face this entire time. So I appreciated that Um, this was an entertaining Grammy. um, So the performances were great. I mean, no, no bigger performance than Tracy Chapman, Mm -hmm. like seeing Tracy Chapman come on and, you know. I know there's a lot of people. Well, Fast Car came out in 88. I was born in 88. But my dad always listened to a eclectic uh, amount of music. So I remember hearing it as a kid. I remember um, some of her later work in the 90s as a kid. Um, but I know, you know, the moment of like her not performing that much anymore at all and coming out and performing this and streams are going crazy. And mm-hmm. I'm just glad that a new group of people were introduced to you know, her incredible talent and looks incredible, sounds incredible. And like I get why she's reclusive, too, because celebrity is just nuts. Yeah. Like run up the streams, get Tracy more money, enjoy her work. And then she's like, all right, peace. She said, that's <laughs> like that's so. the last time y'all got to see me. So that's the last. It. This is it. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. OK,
0: so that was a good one. I moment. did my little practice um, and, was, and was good to go. Mm-hmm. I was like Fantasia did that
1: with the Tina Turner tribute. I do have something to say. That so I would love to. Voice wise, yes, but moves wise, and others have said this too. Proud Mary, too. Like maybe if she had done something else that was a little bit more um, stationary, but Proud Mary <laughs> 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 dancing wise <laughs> is a little difficult. So that was the only thing because I was she like was voice so excited to be and It was a perfect a performance. She yeah. was so excited, but I was just like, you know. So Tina was moving on Proud Mary, so ah, <laughs> you know, she got just, down off that stage to yeah. shimmy with Dua Lipa. Yeah, she said Lipa she D- was and, so
0: in the zone that Dua, she didn't even notice she even walked past and sang past Beyonce. It was that, and Beyonce wanted that. Okay, <laughs> Beyonce put, put, put that, that hat brim hat.
1: down. Okay. Well, till right here, like <laughs> no girl. Like, Beyonce is just like me, <laughs> just like no girl. Please, please. Like, but uh, come and Dua here. Lipa knew the assignment. I love Dua Lipa. Mm-hmm. Um, knew the assignment but yeah just you know because because proud mary is just you know very dance heavy and iconic yeah i don't know who else they would have picked because again it's still perfect voice like perfect because they definitely asked beyonce to perform it was great and she said they probably definitely no they definitely did and she said oh they did i'm okay she (laughs) said i did that during my tour
0: and that would have been like I'm surprised that like Fantasia didn't do that song or something along those lines that she could have just went yeah. off vocally to uh, Yeah to do that. But I think she was also I you could tell the Auntie in her just yeah, wanted fun. to yeah. go out and be like, Yes, yeah, put me in a <laughs> shimmery ass outfit. I've uh-huh. been having to be sad and shy in the color purple. She said, put me on this stage and let me shimmy. Mm-hmm. And Auntie shimmied indeed.
1: She sure did. She did. And I'm not saying she did bad. I was just like, you know, that is a dance. Heavy iconic dance <laughs> song. So, Fantasia did the best she could on that, but the vocals are always there. Yeah, it's Fantasia. It's Fantasia. And she, moved. she was moving. It wasn't like she was stiff. Yeah, or anything, it's the fact that you said. I was just like something more. I was like ah,
0: stationary. Dance,
1: it just a uh, just a little, just something a little more stationary for <laughs> her. Proud Mary is high tempo. Okay, Proud Mary is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll go back and look at that. Like it is very specifically. You know, so funny. You moving? Okay, so yeah. funny. But the so, funny thing also with that.
0: Uh, with movement, a lot of the dancers that were up there were Beyonce's dancers from the renaissance story. Oh, were yeah. they? Yeah. Okay, I was good. sitting there. I was like, oh, yeah. dance captain. Oh, former dance captain was up That's there. Good. Oh, other That's people. Good. I was like, okay. look at this.
1: Because the dancers were carrying that they part, did that. obviously. Because I was like, she could only do so much, but I was like, at least yeah. around enough. There's enough. The one so, white girl in the front, enough. the short-haired white girl. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The faces, the thing. Was things. she on the show for no, she the, on the uh,
0: renaissance? the long-haired black one. Uh, the long-haired blonde one. She was the she was one of the dance captains for renaissance okay and all of that so when you watched the the film renaissance the film uh she was there like dancing with blue and things like that and teaching her the choreography okay. and stuff so
1: got that, was, it, that it, was, her, so okay, was that was her so it was there
0: true. but the short haired one i was like beyonce girl bring her on to her next time because that was that was a good time yeah. but the dancers ate down they did, and they did. you are correct they did it's good to they see they did it. carry good to see what needed to be carried
1: we get to see it. We love Fantasia. But great tribute. Um, I thought the Annie Lennox, Sinead O'Connor uh, tribute uh, was great. Um, always good to see Stevie Wonder. Um, like I said, Miley killed it. Mm-hmm. Miley did a really good job. Um, who else was there that performed? This is performance. It was cool with the Kill Bill um everything like I said Billie Eilish so it was a good performance night it was it was entertaining to watch mm-hmm. I was entertained what was it John Trevor uh, Nova, John Batiste? Trevor Noah did a good job John Batiste did a great job yep. yep he's growing on me I don't know why I'm slow to John Same, Batiste because he's you know. exactly like what I would listen to and I just always yeah forget. but I just <laughs> something about it I'm just slow to it I don't know what it is I'm just like oh like when I see him I'm always like oh good yeah <laughs> and then, I don't know what it is yeah good for him exactly <laughs> just don't know uh victoria monet's speech was amazing um and happy for her winning uh best new artist yeah. and and all that so it was it was still it was a good night. It, was. it was a good night it was um, way more entertaining
0: than know. any of the award shows that we've seen so far
1: very much it was so. great very much so.
0: um so it was uh, and and i think the aftermath of it it was it's great to see how everybody is noticing the fact that victoria monet has been here And Mm -hmm. like after 14 years of being in this is now being awarded for the amazing work that she does or to see everybody looking into Tracy Chapman history and when they dated like Alice Walker and are telling more stories and things around that, which I was like, wow, uh... I'm learning more because people are actually digging and bringing it to TikTok and things. And I'm just like, thank you all for doing the research and putting it in a bite sized package, a package. So thank all of you. But it's fun to see the aftermath of it as well
1: yeah somebody mentioned it but i kind of like when older acts come back and do older songs because like billy joel like yeah new songs yeah great but like because there's so many uh new ears to get to or you know just you know i don't know we just want to hear the hits Mm -hmm. man (laughs) from the old like i just want to hear the hits like that's why it was so perfect for Tracy Chapman, and I know you know it's a, it's a Luke Combs song that like brought the resurgence. Re- uh, mm-hmm. But like, you know, it's just good to hear. It. Like when you saw it was Tracy Chapman, and you know, I, once you hear it playing, I knew they probably did arrange that. But I mean, because if they got Celine Dion, then you know they yeah oh that was a Tracy beautiful Chapman. Moment but like well. once I saw her, that, that was, was I, that my was. job. Like literally, I sprinted
0: back to my TV after I heard them say and celine Dion, i was like celine is here is Mm -hmm. here and if you all didn't Mm -hmm. know celine Dion has been suffering with stiff person syndrome um and you know i didn't even know
1: it was a thing it's like yeah that your body just goes and deceives you
0: for a moment and doesn't let you do stuff so the fact that she was there to announce a whole award was beautiful love to see it yeah
1: do you think it was PR cleanup afterwards with Taylor Swift what, and them yeah, hugged like, up whatever. afterwards? Because I just, how the fuck she whatever. missed her? Like, how, how the fuck? How? How? Unless she was high. Like, that was the only thing I was like, maybe because even her first uh, acceptance speech, I was like, is Taylor high? Because it was like <laughs> when she was announcing the album, she seemed all over the place. I was like, she's high. Like, she had to take something um but yeah how the fuck you miss celine dion and just like not acknowledge her at all like i maybe she you know again in the moment give people the benefit Mm -hmm. of the doubt but i know they cleaned it up with the little behind the scenes PR picture afterwards she didn't say shit she didn't even acknowledge her i was like right and then they brought adele in
0: for when adele won hers and celine had introduced it and how adele just like stood Mm -hmm. up there and fangirled for her before she turned and then fangirled beyonce before
1: she accepted her Miley was talking to Mariah Carey and Mariah Carey only Miley was like when she got her award was like I don't even care that I'm here I just want to be here with the MC 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 like that was a cute moment like she could give a fuck Mm less about anything else she's like I'm actually talking to Mariah Carey but um yeah overall it was you know it was entertaining we always have these Grammy like oh do they matter do they not matter they clearly matter until something else you know gets as big and prestigious um Jay-Z told Mm. the truth um we saw some great acts um and yeah the Grammys in the grand scheme of things they matter but they don't matter to some people's legacy and career um Diana Ross has zero Grammys I'm looking at this Bob Marley has zero Grammys Marvin Gaye only has two James Brown has three these are titans and like foundational people and then there's a countless other people who never got nominated so you know, it's All the right. Grammys. We know what we're getting with it, but you got to keep showing up. I guess that's how Jay-Z landed. You, you got to keep going and showing up, yeah, I guess. It's and like the networking you know, we'll event people of the year for celebrities, you know? It is, and it does change their trajectory. If you get a Grammy, then it does change your trajectory. That's why it's like, it doesn't matter to your legacy, but it does change the money for people. It does change, you know, it does mm-hmm. change things. Like, you know, so... But uh, congratulations to the winners and, and the nominees because it's the best of the best. So in most cases. as is Jay-Z um, Smith. But yeah, I mean, you don't deserve s- to be in these categories. Yeah. <laughs> Some of y'all don't belong here. Some of y'all don't belong here. So. What a yeah. time.
0: What a time. Yeah.
1: Jay always like rambles and then he'll land. But I always like the him and Beyonce as like big as they are they're always so nervous when they have to mm-hmm. speak in public it's always like it's never like the smoothest shit and i was like oh just like us just just like us they're just like billions up but you know get nervous you love to see it public, public speaking. speaking it'll get you public speaking still public number one public speaking is a taylor swift of fears i guess <laughs> <laughs> How it, are going now? Oh, jesus christ wow all right look
0: well yeah. That's the Grammys and that's that's that category is all right. Our next category is uh, we're basically it's been a lot of bar drama here. So we're just going to uh, category is. Yeah. Tell me about this bar, bar rescue drama
1: 101. Here we are. <laughs> bar rescue. <laughs> Tonight on Bar. I <laughs> just love when he just cusses. He's a <laughs> shitty guy in real life, but that show still goes. <laughs> I just love when he's just I was like, he's about to cuss. He's about to cuss. He's about to cuss he's about to like, what the fuck does this oil <laughs> and he should, he, in yeah some cases. he does he's pop off I have, i've only watched a few episodes of it and it's out of nowhere really,
0: really. wild to watch it yeah. so he's a yeller yeah that's one way to put it and then you know you see him yeah, in commercials where he's <laughs> he seems lovely and then he goes back out and does that it's i
1: don't yeah. know what do. but he's kind of like a right winger oh, yeah. too so that sounds about right which is like, oh god of course of course but sounds yeah. about white Anyways, tell us about this bar drama going on coast Coast to coast. So we're going to
0: start on the West Coast. And then later in the episode, we will uh, hit the East Coast because two things are happening here.
1: So in
0: Seattle, the LGBTQ plus community, there are bars that had basically been unfairly raided and they got together to fight the good fight. So basically. A coalition of the LGBTQ plus bars and clubs in Seattle alleged that they had been unfairly raided by authorities and hit with lewd conduct violations. It was basically one of those they walked in and especially like gay male bars, which was weird. They walked in and were like, there are nipples everywhere. Lewd conduct. You know, (sighs) there might be a little dang-a-lang swing somewhere. Lewd conduct. And they just seemed to hop from one bar to another and gave these violations out. And so this happened like last week. Um, The Washington Liquor and Cannabis Board announced that they would be, this is an update, that they would be dropping the charges against those establishments and pausing enforcement of the so-called lewd conduct regulations. Um, They basically stated that they would also stop participating in Seattle's joint enforcement team, which conducted the raids. So, they're the ones causing the problems. LCB came back and said, you know what, we're not going to fucks with them anymore. And that was that. So, uh, this happened Mm -hmm. at the bars called the Cuff, Queer Slash Bar, the Seattle Eagle, and Massive, and were basically based on people's individual clothing choices, whether they were shirtless, whether they were wearing a jock strap, things like that. Um, and that was the reason for all of the lewd conduct violations. So it was very.
1: So they were, like, going in there and, yep. and inciting folks? Just finding people that had That's the nips crazy. out
0: and some straps out and said, this is a lot of lewd conduct, and now y'all have to be, like, some of them were saying that they, like, got shut down things like that. So it was just, it was interesting to see. And so, of course, if you go in and mess with gay men, they're going to come back and hit you because all of this basically happened in a week. Like, they went in, they did all of these things, and then the community rose up and spoke out about it. The owners went and took it to newspapers and talk about the fact that they were gobsmacked about what had happened. Um and they did all of this within five days. And then the LCB basically rescinded all of these things after five days and stated how they wanted lewd conduct regulations to be abolished. Mm. So white gay men gobsmacked. see what you can do within five days. You are upset that your safe spaces had some issues. You rose up. You spoke out and in less than a week, turned it around and having policies changed. Wow. If only you did that for.
1: And that's why we have high expectations of y'all and we're disappointed <laughs> in y'all because see how quickly how this quickly? turned around <laughs> like From shit. Like, they, just, they met after the citations were fresh ink okay. still on there, freshly printed and they were like, huddle up. They said I we games. are going to put an right. action item. Yeah, they had volunteers. So. They had committees. They were ready to go. Yeah. less they, they were, were like, "We are oh, white we- men in America." <laughs> like that's how they started their letter. <laughs> we are white men in America. Who are gay? My <laughs> grandfather. Like, <laughs> right? Who are gay? Like, that's so.
0: Okay. Especially Seattle.
1: Like, I was like, some of them have money too. You know they do. You know All they right. do. And of course, okay. authorities are saying that there is a, no way
0: that these bars were targeted, but nobody can give answers as There's no to way. There's why no way that they went. They gay were bar even hopping. in there
1: <laughs> at gay bars, stating that it was like lewd conduct. It's crazy. They said they bought like a bar hopping pass and just happened to. Oh my God! They're all queer bars <laughs> not one i it was it's interesting i wonder if this is like public record because it'd be like well so what we, did you cite any of the straight okay. bars or did you just happen to stumble into in the neighborhood and you know you didn't look at any of the signs or the all flags. of these had flags out in front
0: so it made it there mm-hmm. and yeah. the best part Real of clear. this we got this article from them um the best part of this article is the quote from the stranger which is uh a news publication thing there. It's a publication. Um, that they, when, uh, when people went to the LCB board meeting to express their concerns, they did in a mob of seething queers. Can you imagine? mm mm A mob of seething, of seething queers. queers. First of all, put that on a shirt. Second of all, take that shirt and all of your white gay <laughs> male friends to every little congress place so that we can fight all these anti-trans bills and fight all of these sports bans and fight for our rights because look what you all did Mm -hmm. in less than a week
1: bars so quick like you can have like a whole like kind of sports center show just just like uh do the highlights of how quickly they turn this around and they huddle together and won. like it's just quick it's just quicker when white people actually Get the fuck up and do something mm-hmm. for themselves, mm-hmm. for others, and that's why we're on your ass about being lazy about this stuff. So, case in point: five, five days, full days, five days, probably, probably three business days. If yes. we're being honest, But, <laughs> but that was like, probably this weekend, days. so Total. that's probably
0: where the so. added time came from. Mm. Y'all feel like could have got this done in three business days if it didn't happen on the weekend.
1: This was cleared up by the next thirsty
0: Thursday. Like, did not interrupt it the really schedule. Is. <laughs> like, it is Wednesday now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like. They have it cleared up, okay? Ready for this weekend. Look, mm-hmm. Super Bowl weekend, too, for some of them, they like cleared wow. up. Okay? I was like, they
0: missed one drag, one drag bingo, one Taco Tuesday, yep, and it. said,
1: Enough is enough. yeah that's that is that's, enough. They had to sacrifice, sacrifices. So brave, so brave. Those mob of seething queers. <laughs> wow. See? Well, what else happened? So what uh, happened on the other coach? Because this is, is this the yeah. one you text me about? Like, yeah. did I see this. And I, I feel like I saw a screen cap of like the same mm. person, but never clicked into it because this involved. Oh, this involve a white woman. Because what else <laughs> yes. would it involve? Okay. So I was like, it That's didn't look like a video. A I wanted to white watch. Woman. White so, yeah, no, we're going to get <laughs> so, to that. We're gonna going like, to start mm, of that mm, in our mm-hmm. back for
0: opinion to remind you of something that we okay. have discussed. So remember that we talked about Bar Rescue, part one is right now we're gonna hit bar rescue part mm-hmm. two and our bad queer opinions and we will continue uh to okay. our next category is talking about the wnba free agency as well as Chaos. you know some college women basketball updates because man the free agency is free agency Chaos. and i don't like it okay I just need you to know I'm not a happy person.
1: Now, is it because Chicago? Yes. Is it? Oh, my God. We've lost. We lost Courtney Williams.
0: We lost Kalia Copper. Mm -hmm. The only light that we got was that Diamond DeShields came back from Phoenix. And the memes of how uh, when Kalia Copper played on Chicago, obviously, against Phoenix Mercury. And they had that photo of when she was like bet down over Sophie Cunningham. And now they're on the same team. So the me and the gifts Aww. and the stories around that have been chef's kiss. But my goodness, That's I was so great. excited because we got a new coach and we were hype. And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. this is going to be a new thing. Neka Ogumike was considering Chicago to come here. And
1: she, she did. She gave,
0: us, she gave us some time. She gave <laughs> us some energy. I was so excited. I was like, look at where this team is about to go. And then one by one, they all mm-hmm. started being like, why? Mm-hmm.
1: And I said, "Why?" Yep, they make that wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Just agency. wanted to express that the super teams we wanted, maybe not in the destination <laughs> we wanted, but Seattle. Seattle said, Storm is now Seattle super said team. one season without Sue Bird. We're gonna fix this. Yeah, we're gonna we fix get... this. <laughs> they were like, "We have a rabid fan base of yes. seething queers that we have to get." <laughs> New blood in here. New, we have to compete. So they are. It was either going to be L.A. or it was going to be Seattle mm-hmm. out west to to like challenge. Yeah, you know. So, so we, so we have it. We have a. What do you think? What do you think of Skylar oh, diggins Smith joining? Oh man, Neca and Drew oh, Lloyd man. is already and on Jewel there. Lloyd so. and Skylar
0: played at Notre Dame together.
1: So Notre they Dame already know mm-hmm. how each other works, mm-hmm. how each other
0: plays. Neca know. had her best I season. Know. Since she had her uh, her MVP year in 2016. Like, look at the mm-hmm. comeback. And it's lovely to see, honestly, yeah. the trifecta of them on that team. Plus, their bench was strong. Like, they had a really... Yeah.
1: Yes. They competed. They just needed a... They left Jewel know, by herself. Big pieces Deanna of... Left,
0: Sue left. Everybody left. Yeah. And they left Jewel Not by anymore. herself. And now, and especially with the way that Skylar has been working, because we've seen the videos. We've seen her just dance. Around the three-point line and just dropping threes. And Sh- I think it's going to be glorious. She is coming back with a vengeance because she has some points Ooh. to prove. I cannot wait her last the way that she spoke it up mm-hmm. about the last Phoenix coach, which is why they are no longer the Phoenix coach. But mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting to yep, see saw that on Twitter. how this new coach operates yep. because we were like, uh, do we need him? But uh so we're gonna see how that works out. But I think those three are about to eat. And I've loved also the discourse where Asia Wilson went on social media and immediately was like, I don't hear y'all talking about them being a super team enough. And Skylar comes back and she's like, girl, let me take your phone. And Jewel is like, yo, chill.
1: <laughs>
0: because you know what the world does <laughs> when we dub a team a super team. And what that, that happens for now, yeah. All we, are, that we pressure. have super team in Seattle. We got a super team in Vegas. We got a super team in New York. New York. Okay. I was like, Deonna Bonner mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. re-signed with the Connecticut Sun. You know, if the Sun gets mm-hmm. in there, that's gonna be that's gonna be some good stuff. But the the Sparks, yeah, and is it just the Sparks or is it somebody else somebody else did a trade that has set them up for future choices? And I know that the Sparks are being set up for success and like future choices. I think Chicago actually might be set up yeah. well for future draft picks as well. Yeah. So,
1: Seems like you're rebuilding. You want to see what happens with these mm-hmm. three super teams and then just where people fall. I mean, obviously you still have the draft um, coming up, too. So you still have sneaky teams like I I, I am very interested to see Caitlin Clark and um, Aaliyah Boston play together for the Fever and everything, mm-hmm. how that's going to fit. And they, they, they're not going to challenge the super teams right now, but like it's still going to be a lot of fun. Teams that are, you know, sneaky good and you always got to worry about Connecticut. I feel like they just always like mm-hmm. are there and, you know, them re-signing uh, DeWanna Bonner yeah. is, is big. Um, So you never know. You never know with it. But I am glad, you know, we mm-hmm. wanted another super team and um, we got it. So uh, I would like to, you know, for the Liberty now has the pressure, but Seattle has new pressure as a super team. But the Aces can... Not that they could coast, but it's like they mm-hmm. won two in a row. Like, I, I want them to get the three, Pete, um, just to really be a dynasty. I feel like you're a dynasty after three. Like, you got to have three. Like, two is like, you could not sneak and get two, but like, three is for sure like, okay, you was really like dominating the league. So, you know, they're going to have pressure, but not, I think that New York goes into it with mm-hmm. the most pressure, though, because of how last season ended in like them looking for their revenge. Seattle is still an upstart, mm-hmm. you know, mega team. Yeah, plus so. New York just had a bunch
0: of people resize. So they still have Jocko Jones. They still have Brianna Stewart. They still have Sabrina. Mm-hmm. You know, they still have all of the key people. Running it back. That are here. They still have Courtney mm-hmm. Vandersloot. Like all of these, all of these people are here. So everybody was kind of like, yeah, no, they performed the way that we wanted them to. But it seemed like something just wasn't shelling. It wasn't meshing. Did we pull together too many of these super individual yeah. players and not give them the time to develop as a team and is that the only reason why they lost in the finals so it's like to see them having not had a gelling season and still make it to the finals Mm
1: -hmm.
0: can you only imagine what's going to happen this season now that they know each other they've played with each other they've grown their coaches settled in and how they're going to deliver as well like that's going to be a time
1: yeah yeah that one year really makes a difference like I do think you know, they're the, still the greatest threat to the Aces. But, you know, I don't know how quickly, you know, they might get together and team up and <laughs> Mighty morph and Power Ranger it up in Seattle really quickly. <laughs> so to, you know, challenge the Aces. So who knows? You know, it's just Is that's it? what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think New York, that that extra year to gel for real. And they had that bad, that close and bad mm-hmm. ending last year. So close. Like, it was too close. They didn't even want Some Ooh. of them didn't even want to talk. You know, to the press. So, like, yeah, oh, they yeah, I forgot a long, about long, that season think about I how that about went that.
0: down. I don't know. But mm-hmm, it's true. And yeah. uh, it's going to be.
1: <laughs> because the Aces. Because they the Aces, had a whole party. It was partying a everywhere. Whole party that they <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah, so, yeah everywhere. They had fun. They were all great. over social. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Good times. Good times. You know? So. It is. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Who else, Who great? else did we miss? I want to make sure that
0: we were. Uh, Candace Parker re-signed a one-year contract with the Aces. Which, yep, not like surprised. To
1: see her play the full mm-hmm. year, if possible. I, but you know, I, we'll see. I we'll hope see. She whatever, does. whatever happens, you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. When does the season kick off? Let me see. May May fourteenth. May 14th. May 14th. Yep. Yeah. What What happened with Phoenix? So, who did Phoenix get anybody notable beside? Well, no, Kalia Cooper. Kalea but is it? yes copper excuse me Yep. Um,
0: they also did they get anybody um else? so obviously they're keeping diana they still have bg um uh-huh uh-huh who else? so the mercury got leah copper and they're morgan, draft high though, morgan right? bursh they
1: were oh natasha, natasha, cloud. Cloud. Yes. natasha cloud yes i was like somebody went that was and a natasha big deal cloud went yeah yeah like, somebody went that's a big that's deal that's a big deal that's a big deal and again don't they draft high because they had an ass season mm-hmm. so i feel like they get a good young gun um i don't know what the draft order is but they weren't good and if it works like the nba then well you still have the draft yeah. lottery um but, but yeah they're one. also planning ahead for the expansion um, team too
0: so it's like there's pieces of this that oh, they yeah, can also then use sure. as leverage that's to saying. like protect players and do stuff there. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um okay, so yeah, they yeah. have the third
1: pick. So they're projected to get Paige um, Beckers. Yeah, if Becker's? she if she, mm. yes. if she declares for the draft, yes, if she because yeah, most right, of the people like Caitlin for two more seasons. has to declare. Like
0: most of the people that they're listing that they assume will go into the draft they all have to Mm -hmm. declare they all still have a like an extra year to be able to go and play like Caitlin could play another year I don't know why she would because she's already accomplishing anything and everything unless she really just wants to make the shooting point differential to be like ah
1: nope you're never gonna catch this
0: number never gonna catch it it's
1: (laughs) never gonna catch this yeah and it's also the money because I know that the NIL has changed things so much even for like well for everybody but like you don't have to rush to the pros because you're making yeah, such good money. Yeah, but that's the other thing. That's NIL in some cases. Is like to Caitlin remember Clark's that fine. those NIL deals don't stop just because they
0: go into the WNBA. I think a that's, lot of folks forget. True. They're like, oh, they're going true. to the NBA or WNBA because of the money. And it's like the NIL deals don't stop. Caitlin Clark is a Gatorade yeah. represented athlete. She will continue to be a Gatorade yeah represented sponsored athlete when she goes into the WNBA, those things don't stop so it's almost like smart for them to build up all of these nil deals so that when they do go to the WNBA, they don't have to worry about how much they're getting paid because they're getting
1: paid yeah yep they don't have to worry about it yeah probably different for women's side of things so so we'll see but yeah she can come back and just rule because that's the thing that um and kind of getting into uh, college women's basketball, Um, you know, as great as all this is and, you know, talk of Caitlin being the best ever, which she's certainly one of the best ever, like all the best ever to me growing up, they won a championship. So Diana Tarazi, Candace Parker, like you got to be able to put your team on your back or at least get all the way there. So I don't know if she'll be able to do it with Iowa. Mm -hmm. I don't think so but like that is also part of goat to me like she's definitely the best shooter ever the best scorer but like best ever I don't know we 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 saw some ones like we saw some ones come through the college Mm -hmm. ranks and win it all so um it's a little bit harder for me to be like she's the best ever but she certainly maybe will end up being top five even if she when she takes this scoring title but I was like I don't know <laughs> I don't know it's more yeah. competition did you now see the, sure. so, the video that Cheryl that. Swoops so. did yes yeah talking about the her adjusting to yeah. the WNBA mm-hmm. are you talking about that one yeah, yeah. and all the commentary yeah. that people had uh what do you think you think it's gonna take I didn't care about the commentary because I was like this is Cheryl Swoops mm-hmm. <laughs> so I only care what Cheryl's saying um but I think her being now she has to get a little bit more yes. physical because you know as we joked about her put some more doing that pirouette <laughs> with people <laughs> running on the field uh, on the court. But um, I think her game is you know pretty adaptable. I don't think and and again like if she's going to be on the fever with Aaliyah Boston, I That's just gonna think be that absurd. one too is just gonna you know you're gonna have to. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to care about both of them in different ways. So I do think that she'll adjust quicker. Like I think Angel Reese's might have some time yeah. adjusting in just given how she plays. But um, it Cheryl mm-hmm. says it? I, I mean, that's really,
0: that's really it. That's really <laughs> it. That's really it. I do, do think there will be yeah. some adjusting for for Caitlyn Clark, mainly around the physicality. Yeah. I think that's going to be the thing because it's like Sabrina yeah. came in. Yeah. Sabrina was basically the Caitlyn of her time and or Mm -hmm. caitlin is the sabrina of Mm -hmm. now you know whoever we want to put respect to first but sabrina Mm -hmm. was that and she went out and everybody expected her to just be training and doing things and she did have to adjust like she was still top of things she's still getting flowers she's still paying attention but you heard about her less and that is a reality when you come into this like she has talent the league has hella talent and you have people who have been here Forever. They can see her moves three steps before you because the knowledge is yep, there. I'm not saying it. that her basketball skills are not there. I think the physicality is going to be hard and she's going to be playing not only talented people, but very smart people. And while she is incredibly smart, that's Yeah,
1: that's really That's it. what
0: it's what it's going to be. Like I think it's gonna be a sign when they play um like South Carolina and a few more uh more physical teams. Yes. Like that's gonna be a big difference (laughs) as well. Like she can take off in in -hmm. the division that she's in right now. So I'm that's why I'm really excited for what it's gonna look like in March Madness because that's the that's the Mm -hmm. realm that we have to we have to go into. And I just wanna see that more physical taken. Yeah. If somebody decides to defend her and just get up in her face and do the things, like we saw that last season, how it how it did slow her down a little bit. Not a lot, but it did a little bit. And Mm -hmm. then to have these grown women come out here and shut her down like yeah that's that's a reality it's what's
1: gonna happen yeah it's just gonna it sh- I mean she will be fine be, she'll be fine I have zero but, doubt um, Big Ten basketball is not SEC basketball let's just put it that way it is not like the SEC even the standings yeah. like it is just cutthroat <laughs> like it is you know what I mean they are they're so deep so it's gonna be interesting come tournament time to see how things shake out because you know they're kind of Catalyzing mm-hmm. each other over there, but it's a different game. It's a very different game over there. Like mm-hmm. they, they play rough and hard, and you know, yeah, physical. You know, so I don't know. So yeah, they ended up okay. last year, so <laughs> it was like I don't we know. Gonna find out. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I'm you just know, gonna cover my we'll eyes. We'll see. We'll see. So Big teams. but if she wants to submit, really be the goat, I do think you have to win a championship. Even though it's harder now, it is way harder than it used to be. But um, we all see, yeah. Like that is the we all see. That's the criteria. All right. So, and shout out to Juju as well. Juju with with the fifty,
0: what fifty-seven point game? Bitch, Mm -hmm. what in the world? When I came into the game, they were it was like sixty-five to something, and they came in and mentioned that she Mm -hmm. scored like ninety-six. Of their things. And I was in there I was like, at the time when she shot her free throws, <laughs> I think it got to like 73 at that point. And that was when they announced that mm-hmm. she had made it to like 57. Points. I was like, why is it? Because I came into the game late. So I was like, why are her teammates so hype? And then they said she has scored 57 points. I was like, they only have 70, 73 points. What do you mean, Juju scored 57 50- points? <laughs> 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 Wow. So yeah, you heard that wow, right. Wow, wow!
1: Like bitch, you yeah. better go off, yeah. go off. And it's uh fifty-one. Versus there we go. Stanford is fifty-seven. Side of better, but you know, but still, 51. like that we'll is work. yeah. The final score was sixty-seven to fifty-eight. So <laughs> right. wow, I was making them numbers yeah. out of anywhere. That but you is know, nuts. just you give for... me the ball. Just give me the ball. But you know, adjacent. <laughs> I mean, but again, <laughs> is she scored fifty-one of the sixty-seven points. She's. I got it. I got it. That's <laughs> crazy. Just, I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Women's basketball is in great hands. I love like it. It's just woo, I love it goodness. here. It's a great time. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see. It's good to see. So, and even just and, the projections of that down the road, when oh G- Juju gosh. gets in. Like it's just whoo. Juju is gonna do crazy it's just gonna shit. Get crazy. So you know, congrats, congrats, mm-hmm. everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that look. That's what the sparks. Okay. are clearing out everything for they were like we could suck said, for years, but if don't we could get you Juju worry home, to stay here. Don't you worry from LA. Going to USC, if they could get her on the Sparks, they're just like they're gonna move heaven and earth, all that. They're like, okay. how do we tamper to make sure <laughs> we we yep. have to make sure we suck, okay? Because we need this, need this pick, need need all of it. So, yes, shout out to women's sports. Everybody watches just women's sports. I got just that great. shirt.
0: My girlfriend got it for me for my birthday.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's gonna be,
0: we're gonna be Aww. out here. No, mm.
1: and very true. Yeah, so good. All right, let's move on to our advice segment. Am I bad queer? Uh, email your questions to badqueers at gmail dot at gmail.com to be featured or DM us on IG at badqueerspod. All right. Let's see. This first one is anonymous. What name are we gonna give? Um, let's say Amy. Just wanna All right. just be super simple. Um, okay. Am I a bad queer? I heard your category is about the aunties being safe spaces for the LGBTQ plus community. And it really resonated. Backstory. My nephew is turning 10 and I could see all the signs he's going to be queer. He has some stereo, stereotypical behaviors. Let's out a yes. Yes. Every once in a while. And while he fights it, he's pretty effeminate. I don't want to call him out on it, but I but I want to see him happy accepting his own identity how do i help him without pushing him out of the closet i was like kick him. Uh, okay <laughs> i mean <laughs> I don't push him, kick him. <laughs> nobody yeah. yeah um yeah well if you already have a close relationship with your nephew i mean he's turning 10 so um you know he's still he's figuring out things too and um coming into his own identity so I would encourage I would definitely affirm those behaviors and like not make him feel crazy for or anything for I guess being effeminate or saying things that are not traditionally masculine for boys and everything like not making him feel like he has to catch himself or um, censor himself I think the more questions you ask about um, queer related things like I kind of take it slow because it's 10 is interesting age. Like I'm like, it's not like super old where you could kind of get to the nitty gritty, but it also is an age that you would know if you are a queer person, um, especially now with all the information. So I don't know, just keep affirming and talking to your, your nephew every now and then you can ask a, like a pointed specific question about like what he feels about the queer community or just, um, queer people. um, Ask him about his feelings. I mean, again, they're like not dating at 10. So I don't know. Just ask him questions about him. Like keep it to questions about him. And if you do want to weave in like talking about the larger community as, as a whole and everything, like what's going on, do you, how do you feel about what's going on with politics when, you know, pertaining to, you know, queer rights and um, all that, like maybe that's like a gateway into getting into talking about his identity Um, so I would say don't rush it, but just make sure that you cement yourself as a trusting person, as a affirming person, someone who openly defends other queer folks and, um, acknowledges their existence and their autonomy and their rights and everything. Like he has to observe that you're a safe Mm -hmm. person to come out to. And also having direct conversations about maybe the news and what's going on would probably be the best advice I could give at like 10. Because, you know, still kind of young, but he wouldn't. I mean, I knew, but yeah. Best advice I could give there.
0: Solid parenting advice from the parent. And so from the auntie Mm
1: -hmm. who's out here and also
0: also watching the children fight to figure it out. And learn to love their identity exposure casual exposure not pointed exposure casual exposure where it's not like super obvious that you're trying to get them to know these things but you know introducing them to new books that have queer storylines you can get some of those like young adult ones there's a lot of really good ones you could take them to certain films that you know are going to have like queer representation maybe it's not the main plot of the story but it could be that um you know maybe you have friends Or queer. Maybe if you're taking them out to lunch, you'd be like, hey, I'm going to be with some of my friends and I'm bringing you with. And they happen to be like a gay couple or a queer couple or anything like that. Just showing them that stuff is okay and doubling down on what Chris said, affirm them, just telling them that you love them. Like no matter what, you're always going to be here for them, you're going to support them. All of those things, just having those casual reminders goes a long way for kids so that they know when they do get to the point that they understand it or they do get to the point that they want to talk about it that they know that they can come to you and talk about it so the the exposure piece is the biggest thing just to remind them that things are okay or just giving them something to be hopeful about
1: yeah you're a literal safe place they'd be like well i know i could tell on amy or you know Mm -hmm. whatever your name is but Uh, the exposure for sure the books books oh yes and there's so many more now there's so many more (laughs) i was like
0: get books you know Mm -hmm. go and get george's book george m johnson's book all boys aren't blue like that's a great kickoff Mm -hmm. there's some other smaller stories that uh you know if they're not big on reading there's more like graphic novels and stuff too uh manga anime all of those Mm -hmm. fun things they're great they are fluid they are fluid as fuck so you can find some of those stories and get get them into that like that's the opportunities are endless (laughs)
1: yeah yeah hope that helps Amy and happy almost spring gotta get that started March 19th for those okay. who are listening well, spring so for
0: me who lives in Chicago thank you yep. <laughs> for giving me the hope on that front yes it's coming. like we're gonna hit 50 it's degrees coming. this week so <laughs> I'm excited um all right mm. uh this is uh y'all. thank you thank you on behalf of Chicago thank you uh this is uh back from one yeah. of our Long-time listeners, uh, so this is from Kia.
1: (laughs) Hey, Kia. Hello. (laughs) "Hello, Backwards Pod Need your
0: opinion. Do Mm -hmm. you think when women call you boo or baby that they're interested in you, or are they doing it just to be friendly? Hmm. Yeah, so who's the lips they come out of? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just like ooh, on the who. could it be? Uh, um, yeah, it is. It is very much like who whose lips it comes out of, um and what context, and what kind. Like, what were y'all talking about before?
1: Mm-hmm. Was it
0: a casual conversation? Yeah. Were you debating something? And they were like, "Now, nah, boo, don't be doing that." Because sometimes it, right. I have to do that for my friends. I have to, you know. If they double boo you like okay boo boo yeah. um that's not romantic but if it's a regular yeah, that's, like that's not romantic at you know, all like oh, boo all There's a possible pretty nature yeah. in that one or um if they're just starting the conversation like hey boo or hey baby that's 50/50 Don't look into those ones just ignore Yeah ignore those ones because that could be anyone Um yeah. So don't pay attention to those Basically, pay attention to where the context is in your conversation to say, like, when it comes in it, if it sounds real cute mm-hmm. um, or if they just do the like, you know, like, oh, come on, you know, you're my baby. Like, that's a little flirty. Yeah. But if they're cheering you on, and you're like, that's my baby. That's a friendly side, you know? So you have to see, see the context of it. Yeah. Yes. It's context for yes. sure. But sometimes people do this generally. So, yeah. Context.
1: I probably want to pause as much with boo because boo, yeah, like all the um, situations you mentioned. Like, I feel like boo is a little bit more casual or can be combative or more mm-hmm. like boo. You know, that takes baby, it another level. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be like, wait mm-hmm. oh, a minute, hold on. <laughs> be like, oh, hold on, well, oh, hold on. So it's like it really ultimately does depend on the um, the context, the regularity. Um, if baby is being used more. I feel like that uh, is a little bit more flirty I support that than boo baby is like you know what I mean it's just I don't know it's just something about yeah, baby because you could have said babe says baby. and that can other be other than boo that can be like I say that to my friends yep. a yep. lot where you're just like that, oh hey babe well.
0: like mm-hmm. casual and does the things but the fact that they went to yeah. doing baby
1: yeah babe is kind of casual too but at least kind of a little bit more of a step up. But boo, mm. I don't think so. No. Mm. I don't know. I would just have to hear it. But baby, more of a pause. Like, where it's like, it might just depends on yeah the context. So I don't know. I know. Can you tell us what context is? I need is to know. And- <laughs> like if it's one of those things <laughs> where you, you like about? say their name, so, so like funny. we're just going to
0: bring Amy back in this. So if you were like Amy and they said to you like baby, mm-hmm. that'd be, that's another flirting context. Yeah. And I'd be like, uh-huh. Uh-huh what you doing here? Something what are you there. doing here?
1: Something there. Yeah. But yeah. I agree
0: with boo. Yeah. That's a good, that's mm. a good point to make on that where it's like boo is becoming a lot more widely used.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Baby's just mm-hmm. a little bit. Yay, of a step baby, baby step. Like, Okay. Yeah. It's like, I don't think my, I mean, I have a different relationship with my closest friends, but mm, baby doesn't come up unless it's like, that baby, one, no, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no more, no more drink. You know that one. <laughs> put the bottle down. Put the put the drink. Put the drink down. Yeah, boo yeah. or baby, like that is clearly mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. romantic. But um, yeah, mm. please let us know. Well, let us know <laughs> right back. Something's something might be happening. Something might be bubbling. So happy spring. All right, this last one is from Piper. Who asked? am I a bad queer? Valentine's Day is coming up And I was previously dumped on Valentine's Day Mm -mm. Not a good anniversary there It still stings each time I go to the store And see all the red, pink, and white I have a new girlfriend And of course she wants to celebrate It's a fairly new relationship So I haven't shared the previous trauma And why I hate this holiday But I do want to make her feel special Do you all have any advice On how to navigate this, Piper? Well, you definitely have to share the trauma of Valentine's Day being traumatic and why it is and why it um, is still triggering for you. Um, and then she might not want to celebrate it like she might think she has to celebrate. It, it is fairly new. So this is a time to um, even choose if you want to celebrate it as a couple. Like I don't I don't celebrate Valentine's Day only because my wife's wife's birthday is five days later. But she said, honestly, even if it wasn't like she's not a big valentine's day girl and i i'm saying that now knowing like that not that it's a test like she legitimately doesn't care about (laughs) valentine's day and neither do i so definitely explain why it makes you why you're not big on it and your previous trauma and that that is still very much fresh um and you want to be honest about it and if y'all want to proceed with celebrating this after y'all do talk through this, do something completely different, but true to this new relationship. So, like, maybe y'all like something, y'all like, you know, painting or doing the little clay sculpture ghost class thing or whatever the fuck. Like, do something completely different so it doesn't remind you of that previous relationship and that trauma. Like, if boxes of chocolate and going to CBS and seeing all the red, pink and white and chocolates everywhere is going to trigger you. Then she probably shouldn't be getting you candy um, at all, or whatever is going to make you think about Valentine's day. But you also, I don't think it's an important holiday to celebrate and it's made up. So (laughs) if this isn't like a stickler for your new person, you're dating, then you don't actually have to celebrate it. Um, But it all begins with the conversation of like, why it's dramatic for you, why it's still fresh and maybe y'all could work towards making good new good memories or mm-hmm. not celebrate it so yeah i truly have no notes yeah. So it's like that is that's a that's a, literally a yep. beautiful thing because right. yep. yeah
0: you could celebrate it on a whole different day if you do want to celebrate it and then be like you know what we're a not going to do this on this day, day. we're going to do our own thing days before or days after you could that's the only thing Call i would it add something to it. else otherwise chris yeah. laid out the foundation of what it can be, because yeah, some what.
1: What if this person doesn't fuck that's with it. it?
0: Great, good for yeah, you. Yep. Now you can celebrate otherwise, and still yeah. make her feel special.
1: And it's so mm-hmm. new in the relationship; it's like early to be like, mm, that's actually not one of my holidays. Like maybe you like Arbor Day a little bit not more, that be, or Earth Day. You Arbor know? Day be the, the first another holiday, holiday that you, pick. you know. Wow, who knows? Who knows? I mean, random days like Valentine's Day is a random it is as holiday like in yeah. a very commercial so yeah they might feel like they have to because it, uh, the pressure of it being Valentine's Day but that doesn't mean you have to celebrate Valentine's Day you could make your own mm-hmm. love day or celebrate Thanks. love differently so but definitely have a conversation first so you know yeah I hope that helps Viper ha- you know happy spring and I hope you get through the trauma of Valentine's Day um you know, because it's all in the store. It's like, you know, I feel like Easter's starting to peak up. You only got a well, Today's the seventh, so you know, you got a week to go. Once this comes uh, out, or a couple got, days. Once hopefully, this you didn't out. commit to anything and, yet. You know, all of hopefully, it's just Easter. You did. Easter it. and planting and mm-hmm. all that will be there. Yeah. Candy holiday is kind of like Halloween with candy being eighty percent off. But if chocolates trigger you, then you know, stay out of CBS and all that for the next couple of days and yep. it'd be all right. All right. Sound advice there. There was our advice segment. Am I bad queer? Uh, email your questions to us at badqueerspodcast at gmail.com to be featured or DM us at badqueers pop. Where are you? What IG? type of badqueers will we be if we didn't have unpopular queer
0: opinions? All right. So now we are at Bar Rescue Part Two. So not only was there the Seattle LGBTQ plus bar drama that happened in Seattle. We also have drama that happened in New York City at the Cubby Hole. So, of course, uh, as we mentioned earlier, that it did have to start with a straight white woman causing the issue and a queer white woman who tried to come in and save the day and everything just went to shit. So, you know, we really don't cover this these stories, but this is like. Great, it's great because it has the Internet and chokehold, it is slightly like white all my crime. And we're just going to amplify these things because we also love the cubbyhole and understand the stories here and basically the lesson, which is vet your friends before bringing them into our houses. So what happened was this white woman, don't remember her name, don't care. We're going to give a high level story. Uh, she went to the cubby hole with her friend. They were out hanging out with other friends. And then she was like, I'm going to go to cubbyhole. She was like, do you want to come with? Sure. They go. The straight white woman, uh, we'll call her Stacy. She was having a good old time, having a blast. She's in this bar with a bunch of other women. And it's just like, great. I feel so safe here doing things. Uh, another one of their friends, let's call him Jack. Jack was like, hey, I just want to come and say hi to y'all real quick. And then keep pushing. So Jack comes, he gets into the bar. And the story that was told was that basically an aggressive lesbian, let's call her Linda. I hope I remember all these names. Um... <laughs> had tapped him on the shoulder and was basically in his face like why are you here and stacy was basically like oh how dare you like isn't this supposed to be you know a nice space aren't people allowed to come in and she was like well i didn't like that very much and i didn't like that my friend was personally attacked for being a man in a woman's space so let it be known that i am no longer going to lesbian bars anymore oh ah. no ah but, ah, it was terrible. It was terrible. So, of course, this spreads along the tiki-taki. <sighs> and Linda comes back. This well, seemingly nice lesbian uh, comes on the TikTok and says, Hi, I'm the aggressive lesbian. First of all, look at me. I'm I, I, There's nothing aggressive about me. She explains that she was in the cubbyhole. If you have ever been to the cubbyhole, it got its name for a reason. It is literally like a living room size with a giant bar. And you have to inch past everybody to get anywhere within the bar. So apparently Linda was standing in line and she couldn't tell if like the guy was in line or not. And basically she was like, yo, are you in line? Are you moving? Like, are you here with someone? Blah, blah, blah. And the guy turned, uh, Jack, Jack turned and was basically like, I don't need to be here with anybody if I don't want to be. And she was like, no, that's basically not okay. Um, because like, you should be here with somebody and he was like so i can't just be here just to be here and it's like well it's a lesbian bar so don't know why you would want to be in here and she's like she's been going to the cubby hole for like eight ten years and you know there are guys who always try and come in and ruin the vibe because straight men can't let queer women or women period have anything nice so also it was like a pulse check to be like are you safe to be in here type thing so yeah. girl, uh, Linda goes to the bathroom, comes out of the bathroom, does the thing, and then they go outside because there's a little space outside. Apparently the group with Stacy and Linda were there. Mind you, there was a queer person with them who had brought Stacy initially and then Jack came and joined, um, who stopped and talked to Linda to be like, hey, here's what's up. They are with me. Did I forget if she apologized or not? But whatever. So then when they walk outside, um, Linda walks outside after like Stacy, Jack and the group are out there. And Stacey says out loud, like, oh, that bitch is back, basically. And, you know, makes her feel a type of way and all of these things. So. All of that to point out that all of this drama went down, everybody's having a lot of discourse about it on the social medias, about the fact that it's like this is a lesbian bar and you all are upset that the one place when you all have millions of places compared to our like, you know, 20 that we have across the U.S. Um, that you. Right were called in about your behaviors. And now you're like, uh, oh, I'm never going back again because me and my friends were treated terribly when really it was you who was treating everybody else terribly because you did not realize your privilege in the moment. So my bad queer opinion, we have said this before. Chris, I believe, has said this before. Vet your friends, especially your straight friends who you're gonna bring into our safe space. Vet them, vet them before bringing them over. Vet them before inviting them Just to come into minimum. our house. Because we have very few places and to go and set make it a moment and set folks up to ruin a whole night for somebody else to feel safe in that area, like that's not okay. That's not okay, and it's almost like you're terrible for doing that and bringing them in and making the discourse. So also shame on the people who bring these people without vetting them. Not that shit. So vet your friends. Yeah. But yeah, that is that is the bar drama that has been all I mean, that's over an easy fix. TikTok.
1: Just. A lesbian tiktok yeah it's interesting that they wanted to take yeah that she t- was doing like a TikTok, get ready with like,
0: me my first time like at that. a lesbian bar that was like the title of it okay. oh jeez.
1: then it's just well i was gonna say it was just like stage and you know some of these things are just like stage and just content but um yeah just don't come back. <laughs> but if you are going to bring, yeah, you, it's mm-hmm. up to you to... I always tell my friends, friends before walking into so.
0: these bars, if I'm bringing them, I'm like, don't you embarrass me. Don't you do it.
1: Yeah. 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 Wolf. I was <laughs> just like thinking like, why would I... But the times I brought my straight friends into they their do. bars, like they just know they how know to how to act. act. Like, they don't take I offense to getting so hit on. They actually like, kind of love
0: yeah. it. And they're polite and yeah. you know they buy rounds of drinks and all of this it's lovely bringing some of my friends but anybody who like you go in and you're like don't embarrass me and they get like offended around her like how dare you blah 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 like, nope well we're not coming in here we're not coming in here and I should probably reevaluate this relationship yeah. immediately
1: now well first off I don't have a back opinion or a community note for today so I do want to kind of like dig it. a little deeper into this kind of playing um not devil's advocate yeah, give us but another perspective devil's advocate do you conversely is it our responsibility to not police but like i know the times i've brought uh, the like maybe it's only been like two or three times that i've gone with straight friend brought straight friends to queer clubs but like my my friend got his ass grabbed and everything and like he didn't freak out because these are things that like i mentioned could happen because these are things that do happen is it on us to make sure like there's nobody really policing that because that just kind of goes with like the culture of things but i don't know is it on us to kind of police that sort of thing like that wasn't applicable to this situation but like i don't know should we do we need to look at our house rules too? Like where some things are outdated. Where it's like, catch a mm-hmm. vibe before you grab somebody's ass, or make sure that's okay. I know as a stud, I I will always get felt up or my butt grabbed all the time. And like, I mean, now the language is a little bit different. Like when I was younger, yeah. it was just kind of like, a, okay, whatever thing. Um, but I don't know. I guess maybe the question is, do we need to internally update our rules in the club too? Honestly. Do we need yeah, to look at and I think, how we? I think a lot of that is in happening and like, now with like set. the expanded
0: conversations exactly. around consent. I think the example that you provided—it's more mm-hmm. so like, "Hey, you just came up and and that's assault and sexually so. touched me. <laughs> yes, you did me. assault me. Yeah, without my permission and without my consent. So, yeah, yeah. that's a thing that it's like call it out because mm-hmm. even if that happens to like one of my queer friends and that happened, they're like, yeah. like oh no,' and it wasn't something that they enjoyed then it's like "Mm, nope we gotta have a conversation and hold the people accountable so that we can keep that safe like if i was in the space and that happened to a friend and that friend felt uncomfortable that would be something with their permission that we would address or like that person would address directly and say that was not okay don't touch me um so in those fronts i don't think it pertains to identity it pertains to our comfort level um you know you go to gay bars on certain nights or at certain times of the night and that's what is expected and the folks know so the people who are there are like it's getting to that time where the lights are getting a little too dark for me i don't know whose hands these are i'm leaving and that's Mm -hmm. the space that they've set up so that they can express it so if you're going and doing that like there are places and parties and events to go do that
1: yeah. And times, like you mentioned, because later in the night, things get a little just. And I think, to be fair, like it never happened <laughs> to me early in the night, that's for sure. So it was just like a yeah. whatever <laughs> kind of thing. You know what I mean? You look back to see who did it and uh-huh. if you're interested or not. I know. Can you? If not, it's just like, okay, well, they're Isn't it fun. wild when we think back to it? Fun, and I was but, just like, you know, yeah, that's language what, is
0: different now. Especially because I would go to like straight clubs a lot in DC. And that's what would happen. Like some guy would come up and like touch me and do whatever. And I turn around and be like, am I into it or not? And that was like how we were taught to navigate club culture because they would just say like, oh, you could go and do that. Like today. Yeah. That couldn't happen as much. I know it does happen, but it can happen half as much no, as it does. No. And, you know, women in groups, especially like we were ready to throw hands and let people know and be
1: like, get him out. Like. Yeah. The language. And so the temperature is so it's different. It's so different, different. The moment like, that somebody
0: acts like really drunk and gross like security is ready to take them out otherwise security would have just been like you're at a club what do you expect like now they're like instant let's go yeah in some places like, obviously what? this depends on where yeah. you are so I think it's I I do think that we are kind of moving with the times and there are a hundred percent more conversations we can have around consult especially in club culture um because that's not the case and there are times yeah. and places this is why we have circuit parties this is why we have um, sex party. This is why you go to mm-hmm. the party at certain times of the night. And if you want it, then maybe you're like, still like, yeah, go ahead, touch it again. Mm-hmm. That's all. Come on. And the times where you're going to be like, don't do yeah. that. And a person will be like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Or the person will be a dick and that dick will get kicked out. Great. Great thing.
1: Yeah. I think we're due for a top five list or top 10 list of what we can't do in the club anymore <laughs> or shouldn't do or something. Like updated club rules or something, but um, uh, did you see side note SNL this past weekend with IO? I didn't watch it, but I saw some of the clips. But did you see the school hypnotist clip? You probably didn't. I gotta send it to you after this, but <laughs> she played the fuck out of that role. But then she kept saying in this, like, you do not have my consent, and it's like playing in my head right now because it's very relevant to this in a way, but just funny as fuck. She was like, you do not have my consent, like, for. Her school hypnotist so I'll send it to you after this but yeah we gotta look at our our rules it's time for updating and all that and you have different generations too that like again for our generation mm-hmm. like we know better now but like we had the language to you know kind of advocate for ourselves and those around us back then or even just like take it as a thing and that's not to say that every interaction if I had the language I would have you know been like nah but like It would have still been nice to know like i Mm -hmm. just i mean it's club culture as we mentioned like that's the club culture we grew up in it was just like part of it so anything egregious of course you stop but like some girls gonna slap ass girls gonna grab your ass and all that which there's like gen z for sure it's like oh my god i speak up today about (laughs) it and it's not it's not anything (laughs) that i like condone
0: today until somebody says like yes this is what i want so well
1: yeah And that's what part of being a millennial is, is like uh, Gen Z making us realize like there's a lot of shit that was like, that wasn't okay.
0: So much, so much discourse to discuss, so many things. Um, Gen Z, if we scarred you with that last conversation, it was just our reality. That's all it was. So thank you so much. They're learning
1: us. They're learning us. Another learning thing. They're learning us. I'm going to go
0: ahead and wrap up the show, but you know, we would never leave you without giving shout outs to our faves. My shout out this week, goes to Rainbow Pride Youth Alliance It is a nonprofit organization for LGBTQ plus youth and allies in the Inland Empire. They provide a safe space for young people to meet, make friends and participate in various weekly events and activities. So some of those can include like conferences, study rooms, book clubs and more. So you can follow and support at Rainbow
1: Pride Youth Alliance on IG. Okay, mine's a little dark, but gonna get into it (laughs) it's a good watch for this month uh especially it being black history month and just all around but um shouting out exterminate all the brutes which is a 2021 four-part documentary series directed by uh raul peck who also did i am not your negro um, the james baldwin documentary um exterminate all the brutes explores the exploitive and genocidal aspect of european colon colonialism sheesh from America to Africa and its effects today Um, I would encourage anyone to watch it who hasn't seen it take the time watch it it's dark but it's really insightful and powerful to watch um, especially with all this misinformation out now and Mm -hmm, everything mm -hmm. but you could stream it on Macs but you could also get it on YouTube Apple TV Google Play Uh, And we'll leave the series page in the description, but um, it's a good documentary. And it's also shot in a way that's a little theatrical. So like Josh Hartnett and a couple of other actors are in it while he's telling the real story of like how colonialism came to be European colonialism. It's killing me. (laughs) That's why we're at the end of this. We're at the end of this. We're almost there. So anyways, watch it, check it out and everything. Take the time give it a Worked. give it a watch
0: if it, yeah so be in the mood to watch yep. some darkness <laughs>
1: there good, go. job.
0: good job here we go
1: good
0: job the h is not the big. you know it's it's fine you, you got there good job friend
1: we're done um, we're done we're done, we're done. So, that's all that matters it's uh, everybody thank you so much for doing <laughs> my mouth is collapsing well. <laughs> you. i'm not gonna talk for hours next week Take care.
0: Shout out to Sienna Liggins for our Bad Queer soundtrack titled Me Again and our sound engineer Cesar for making us sound like we know what we're doing. If you enjoyed the episode, please take the time to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time.
1: It's me Can we talk about things? I'm so sorry that I'm coming.